0: What is up everybody We are a month away From the Penn State opener against Purdue One month Camp starts today The boys are back on the field It's, it's starting to feel Like the season is right around the corner Media days are done That's sort of the first first step in the right direction of the season starting now we got camp going the pads are back on the intensity picks up and then before you know it it's purdue eight o'clock september 1st on fox today we're going to do a position breakdown this should one should be relatively quick um i'll just rank the position groups and then give a little breakdown of each and then uh, maybe we'll probably do every other week for the next next couple weeks um and then as we start to get closer to uh, to that september 1st date i might start to do two days a week and kind of up things a little bit and start to do a little bit more go over the whole college football landscape um and dive dive into things a little bit more um, 100 miles an hour type of thing so housekeeping notes first these are the quick slants i am your host steven i appreciate the support as always Go follow me on Twitter at Stephen underscore Springs. Go follow my co-host of the We Got Next podcast, Christian Hayes. Shout out to Christian. Go follow him on Twitter. He is at A O Shifty. Go follow the We Got Next podcast on Twitter, which is at We underscore Got Next. Of course, go like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. All right, uh, got that out of the way. So, position by position rankings breakdown a little bit. Number one group: defensive backs. I think, I think that's going to be. As the season goes on, that group is going to get better and better. I think, you know, matching up with teams, if that group takes that next step and guys like Joey Porter have one of those comeback seasons, you know, second half of the season, those penalties racked up a little bit. Um, Kalen King, he showed a lot last year. Uh, I think he can really step up and have that, you know, that second year impact and kind of live up to those Lofty expectations that they had before him um before last season with the preseason All American, you know, freshman All American team and whatnot. And, you know, it's just a matter of every year, and this goes for every team, every position, doesn't matter. It's all about taking that next step and improving um, and developing and getting better. And just like I said, as a as a unit, not just individually, but in the, as a unit taking that next step. Jair Brown, next step for him is you know what Jaquan Brisker was, and be that that you know nationally recognized guy, all American list, you know top of the draft boards type of thing, and that's that goes for all the all the defensive backs. I mean, shit, Joey Porter Jr. heading into last season was looked at as you know a first couple rounds. Um, now again, those penalties in, in the back end of, of the season, man, those are tough. But at the same time, you know he's he's a guy who can be a lockdown corner. And when we get to the teams like Ohio State, who have all those weapons at receiver, he's going to be able to step in. Hopefully, again, take that next step and be those, be that matchup problem for guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison the third, um, or Marvin Harrison Jr. Whatever it is, and you know, step up and, and really take that, take that leadership role on too. I mentioned Jair Brown. He's a guy who I think everybody knows, but. You know, being in the shadow of Brisker last year, maybe didn't get as much attention as he probably deserved. Led the nation in in picks with six. So if that defensive back group can take take that next step and, you know, whoever might be playing side by side with with Jair Brown, um, I think it's probably going to be Zaki Wheatley. Um, I think that defensive back group can be probably the best in the country. So I, I have the DBs ranked number one. Number two, the D-line. I think there's so much talent there. I think there's so much depth there. And like I said a couple weeks ago, Franklin has mentioned this a couple times, the the gap between the ones and the twos and the twos and the threes is not where it has been. It's better. It's a, it's a closer gap. So you're going to have a lot of guys in that rotation, and you're going to have guys like PJ Mustafer not having to play as many snaps this year as maybe... The last couple years, and this goes for a lot of other guys too. Maybe not playing as many snaps as they have the last couple years, based on not having the depth. So now that we have it at pretty much every position, um, that that's going to make things a lot easier. Where you can maybe not necessarily save guys because you're going to need them. Obviously, it's the Big Ten, and we have a we have a pretty daunting schedule to open things up first half of the season, but to kind of save them. You know, down the road as we get into late October, November, you know, should we be pushing for a Big Ten title and then and then beyond? So I think the the, the depth of the D line puts him up there as well. PJ Musaffer, get guys like Kazai Izzard, um, who, who stepped up last year for PJ Musaffer, And I think you're going to see guys like Adisa Isaac. I think you're going to see guys like, um, you know, Denied Dennis Sutton. I think you're going to see a lot of those guys step up and really enhance that depth and really make things a lot easier. On a rotational standpoint, because you're going to be able to put those guys in, maybe those fresh guys and guys who, you know, maybe don't have a lot of experience, but they played enough over the last couple of years as we were building that depth um, to kind of make things again a little bit easier. Um, you know, you'll see guys like Hakeem Beeman. You'll see guys like you know, Zayn Durant. You'll see guys like Devon Ellis. You know, I mentioned Kazai Izard. Those guys will be in there. Um, you guys I mentioned Adisa Isaac and Iden Sutton, Chop Robinson, Nick Tarburton. Um, Rodney McGraw, Smith Vilbert, you know, there's a lot of names on that defensive line. You know, a lot of game, a lot of guys who in games last year maybe started to prove themselves a little bit, but you know, it was it was building, and I think now you're going to see that build even more and kind of expand. Uh, so that's why I have the DB is ranked number two. Receiver, we have arguably the best receiver group in you know that we've had in a long time. I'm not going to say the Big Ten because I think we're we'll probably. We're, we're not as far behind Ohio State as the nation makes it seem, and replacing John Dotson with it, which isn't easy, but replacing him with a, a guy like Mitchell Tinsley, who's been, who's proven that he's you know, legit. legit guy who's been around for you know four years in, in the college game. I know Western Kentucky you know, is different than than the Big Ten, but he's proven that he can do so. Parker Washington, I think a lot of people are going to recognize that he's one of the best receivers in the country and that he's not overlooked. He's right now probably he's overlooked, but I think as the season goes on, you're gonna they're gonna realize that he's one of the better receivers in the country. Keandre Lambert Smith, I mean he's gonna have, you know, he's gonna have a bigger role as well. Again, we have depth of the receiver, but it's gonna be Tinsley, Washington, Lambert Smith. You know, I think those guys are gonna be the first group out there. But then you got guys like Malik Mega, Jaden Dodden, um, Caden Saunders, the true freshman. I think he's going to be a guy who gets a lot of run. Liam Clifford, Harrison Wallace, um, you know, guys like Amari Evans. You know, there, there's depth in there, and some of those, you know, those those last couple of names that I mentioned, maybe not get as many looks, and as many reps, and as many receptions, but you know, they might be called upon every now and then to come in and you know give some of those guys a break, and that's what I you know, I said about the, about the defensive line and some of some of these guys who have played more snaps in years past maybe kind of wear down a little bit, you can kind of save, save those guys. And ideally, this is again, this is one of those things that goes for every team in the country, no matter what level. Ideally, we big a build, we build a big lead, and then guys like Tinsley, Washington, Lambert Smith can rest for a little bit. And then you got the younger guys, or that second team, third team guys who can come in and and kind of you know gain some more you know experience in there. So I think the receiver group can be one of the best in the country. My next group, same thing, tight ends. I, we have three tight ends who can start anywhere else and i think georgia notre dame a lot of those schools they're mentioned consistently with having the best tight ends in the country i think this year if that offensive line that we have it can step up a little bit man that tight end group it, it's so it can't be talked about enough how important it is to have that because you can get a lot of production from your receivers and your running backs and kind of make up for not having a good tight end group or an inexperienced one or no depth there or whatever but we have the depth and experience over the last couple seasons theo johnson brenton strange tyler warren those guys have proven that they can be you know really good tight ends we haven't been able to see them at 100 percent full force because we just haven't had you know, Clifford hasn't had the time. The offensive line hasn't been good. The run game hasn't been been getting going. So we've used those guys more so as blocking tight ends than you know, receiving tight ends. But those guys can all ball out in the receiving um world. So I think, I think we're going to see that this year. I think they're going to be more involved. I think you're going to see uh, wrinkles. But I think, you know, having that added dimension of the tight end position can like it, it can take your offense from really great to elite especially when you have three especially when you have three three who can catch three who can block and create mismatch problems i mean you look at ty warren and and theo johnson both 6'6 250 plus 260 like you know those guys are going to create matchup problems and if we can keep expanding the offense and keep going that offensive line can keep improving as we get towards you know the heart of the big 10 play shit like that's again that can take our offense some really great and be that that x factor that puts us at that elite level so i think the tight end group has the potential to be the best on this position uh, on this position group but i think you know just because we haven't seen them I mean that's for a lot of the groups after this guys i think just because we haven't seen them enough and really know what they can do we all we all think we know what they can do on paper we all know the possibilities for this because we've seen those moments but again we can't have just moments we got to have we gotta have a lot more than that, and I think I think this year is when that when that starts to develop. Next group is quarterbacks. I think, and I said this about Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is not bad. Like he he he's not. I know a lot of people maybe want to give him give him some some tough love, give him some heat for it, and some of the throws that he's that he's made or, or doesn't make, I guess if you will. But having that having that offensive line problem over the last couple of years coupled with injuries has really, you know, that that's 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 really tough. Really tough. And when you don't have an offensive line and you don't have a healthy starting quarterback, we've seen what happens. Like if Clifford doesn't get hurt against Iowa, I mean <laughs> who knows what could have what could have happened with our season. So I think I think Clifford having gone through what he's been what he's been going through and having Mike Yursich a second season having all these weapons you know between the running backs tight ends and receivers and a a, I think what's go, what's going to be a much improved offensive line now saying much improved from last season isn't saying much but you guys know what I mean a much improved offensive line I think we're going to see I don't know if we're going to see what we all think Sean Clifford could be because I don't really know what he can be I think we're going to see what we what we maybe want him to be, which is that quarterback that can lead us to a Big Ten title and lead us to victories that in the past we we haven't had. So I think that's that's what makes this 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 quarterback group better than maybe expected. And then again, another depth thing: we have depth at quarterback. We only have one proven guy, Christian saw So we can do again. It's against Rutgers, nonetheless. He went out and did it. Um, Bo Pibru- uh, Prabula is in. That name is gonna be tough to say all season if he ever gets to that point, um, or just going forward. And then Jualar, I-, I think, you know, we all would love to see Jualar be the face of the of the franchise now because five star, big arm, you know, top recruit, all that kind of good stuff. But reality of the, of the situation is that maybe he's just not there. And from what I've heard, on the eyes looking in, he's not there yet and he's looking like a freshman, which is fine. Which is fine. If we didn't have Sean Clifford, if he left or if he transferred, then it would be a different scenario, okay? But we have Clifford, we have a guy who's been there for 10 years. So I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to worry about it until we have to. But even then, Vayuse is going to get in before those other two guys, unless those guys come in during camp that starts today and just boom, bust out and come in like gangbangers and just take over and just as a whole new you know, a whole new life in them, and then, you know, there's a quarterback competition, but I don't see it happening, and nobody else does either. So, quarterbacks right up there. It, it can be it can be good, but we got to see what a full season of a healthy Sean Clifford can do. Next one is the running backs. Um, again, another on-paper situation. On paper, we have the best running back room in the country, because I, Holmes, Kevon Lee, Devin Ford, all guys who have been there, and then you got the five stars, Tron Allen and Nick Singleton. Everything that I've heard about Singleton is the hype is real. He's, he's going to get a lot of run this year, literally. And, uh, you know, I, I heard from somebody prominent uh, in, in, within the Penn State football organization that Saquon Barkley came in with, you know, those. He didn't have any expectations, but he had those qualities. Yeah, there's traits that you could see pretty much right away. You're like, okay, this kid can be special. I've heard that Singleton has has that and then some. You know, six feet, 220, 225, strong. I've seen the videos of him in the weight room. Everything looks good. All of that sounds great, right? But obviously, like I've said before and goes without saying, none of that matters until you get on the field and you actually do so. But he had some moments. Him and K. Allen had some moments in the spring game where you're like, okay, I see what everyone's talking about. Here we go. So, I, I'm not worried about the running back room I don't think I, I don't think the running back room Over the last couple of years has I think it's gone to bad rep Because our offensive line has been so bad And when your offensive line is that bad And you're trying to create your own yards I think That's what that that's what made someone like Saquon Barkley What he was Because the offensive line he had was, was decent But a lot of times Like that run against USC in the Rose Bowl That, that was all Saquon Barkley That was all him that run was designed to go to the inside. He had to force it, b- force it out, bounce it outside because, the, you know, the offensive line the tackle couldn't 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 get the block. So, it, you know, when you have to do that consistently, games 1 through 12 like we had to do last year, that just, that's a recipe for disaster. So, um, again, if our offensive line can be improved, open up some of those holes and allow the running backs to not really get touched until that second level and the linebackers are secondary and put them in mismatch situations, I mean, yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be fine, we'll be good, um, but it's it's gonna be tough to see you know those first couple games of the season, you know, Devin, Devin Ford's the the old head of the group, but Kazai Holmes and Kevon Lee no slouches, but then you got the young guns who are you know, prepped and ready to go. All those guys are gonna play. It's just a matter of kind of, you know, who's got the hot hand, and you know who do you go with. So, but I think again, much like the tight ends and the receivers, if our offense starts clicking, this this group can can. Can run their way to the top. Um, next one, offensive line. This is much like, much like the t- much like the running backs in a way. I think on paper, we like some of these offensive linemen. We've seen how how they can really, you know, they can really come come around. Like Drew Scruggs, I feel like he's going to be. I feel like he's going to be great this year. You know, I saw a little bit in, in Land and towards towards the end of last season. Saw a little bit at Olufashanu towards the end of last season that makes me think, okay, these are the guys that we've been waiting for. These physical guys. You got guys like Hunter Norzad coming in. All the all the talk about him is is how physical he is. You know, and we've seen what we've seen what guys like Caden Wallace can do. A physical guy. So I'm obviously not gonna go out there yet and say this is gonna be the best offensive line that we're that we've ever had or like expected to be. Because, you know, obviously since Franklin's got here, like we have no we have no clue what the offensive line is going to look like each year. Now, this is another group that we have to up that, but we just can't afford the injuries, especially because right now, outside of right guard, everything is set. It's going to be Olu, Tangwall, Scruggs, probably going to be Hunter Norzad, and then Kane Wallace. And that's a big group, like big. Size-wise, big. Probably one of the biggest that we've had in a very, very long time. And again, they can just be average at best average your best, control the line of scrimmage, control the games, control the clock, and open up the open up the pass game and let the running backs do their thing and let the tight ends get involved more. Pfft. Yeah, I mean, this this offense, and it, it goes back to Yursich. We've seen what he can do. We've seen what he can do with with, with an offense. I and mean, we all remember what he did at Oklahoma State and what he did that one year as the passing game coordinator with Ohio State and, and Justin Fields. I know that some of those some of those teams had elite NFL talent. Hey, we got some too. Okay, we got some too. So couple all those put all those things in a pot, all this all the stuff on offense about about having on paper again, on paper doesn't mean shit, but having on paper a very, very good receiver group with depth. A very, very good running back room with depth. And a very, very good tight end group with depth. And then you put that with Clifford knowing the system, feeling confident, staying healthy. An offensive line that can control the line of scrimmage For the most part of the game Not 60 minutes, but the most part of the game Is all we really need This offense can be very, very, very special So I think the offensive line group Just because they're so far down on the list Just because we haven't seen them We haven't really seen them do much We haven't seen them prove that they can that they can be that elite group that we need So That's why they're down the list Last one, linebacker Which I don't remember the last time The Penn State linebacker group was the weakest spot on the team now this is another group who has some inexperience but they have that depth um and i think we're going to see a lot of young guys and that's and franklin's mentioned this too that this group that came in this this 2022 recruiting class more guys in this group that can compete and play right away than any group that he's had come in i think there was about nine ten maybe eleven guys that came in early and everyone else kind of trickled in throughout the throughout the, the, the summer i think everyone's pretty much on campus so I think you're going to see a lot of those young guys play big roles. They might do, you know, like most guys do. If they're not, you know, those immediate impact guys, start off on on special teams and kind of jump into that rotation a little bit. Maybe that second or third team guy, and then gain that experience, get, get that game, that game readiness, and then boom! Before you know it, you know they're they're back they're they're backups and they're getting in there pretty frequently. So I think Jonathan Sutherland. I think you're going to see probably Curtis Jacobs and either Kobe King, Jamari Button, um, as, as, as the starting guys, but you're going to see, you're going to see guys like Robbie Dwyer. You're going to see guys like Keon Wiley, Kurt, um, Abdul Carter, uh, Tyler Elson. You're going to see a lot of those guys, you know, Charlie here. Then you're going to see a lot of those guys who, you know, people are going to be looking at their programs. Like who's number, who's number 34, who's number, you know, who's number 11, who's number 41. Like you're going to look, be looking at your program for these guys because you're not going to know them. But I think Manny Diaz being the being the linebacker coach. I think his him just having the defense and being able to focus on all that. I think his his development of those guys is going to be noticeable within the first couple games. Get that get that game experience. Get those guys out there, make some tackles, feel the contact, feel the hits, feel the speed of the game. Boom. I think we'll be off and running, and I think this linebacker group is going to be, you know, maybe not. The best that we've ever had, obviously, but I think I think they'll be competitive. And I think they'll be be one of the brighter spots as we go through, just because we don't know where they're gonna be. And so, expectations for this group, I know within the within the program, the expectations are sky high. But I think as fans, since we don't see them, we don't see them often, we don't we don't know what to expect. I think you know as the season goes on, we'll all be pleasantly surprised. So going back down the rankings, DBs number one, defensive line, receivers, tight ends, quarterback running back, offensive line, linebacker. I think, like I just said, on offense, this offense has a chance to be as as high-powered as we've had in a very, very, very long time. I know 2017 with Barkley and Gasicki and Hamilton and all those guys was, was really good. But I think we have more talent, and I think we have more potential on this team. And I think... Sean Clifford can be better than a Trace McSorley was I don't know if the running backs Can 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 match what you know, We had with Barkley and Miles Sanders But I think I think I think you're going to see this offense Really take it, that next step Having that consistency At the offensive coordinator position And being way more comfortable I think you're going to see a, a big leap To what we need And what we want because that's going to get us over those humps that we've had Over those hurdles that we've been experiencing Over the last You know, since since Franklin got here And honestly, in, even back to Bill O'Brien and Joe Paterno Like, you know, those hurdles that we face And we all know what the, what that hurdle is during the season We all know what it is there's, there's there's always one There's a couple sometimes but There's always one hurdle that we can't get over And being able to develop some of this talent And put it on the field Put it on display You know I mean, just I, I don't want to say be patient Because everyone's been patient Everyone's tired of being patient Everyone wants, wants that right now But it, it's I think this year We're going to see that next step be, be taken And then hopefully we blow out Purdue And then, you know, it's we're off and running from there Alright, so I appreciate, again, all the support with this one Did a little breakdown today Go in depth a little bit with each group some of, the, some of the names to look out for. Um, camp starts today, like I've said before. I'll give maybe a little update about, about camp next week after we go through the first week and see what the blogs say, see what the reporters say, see what camp looks like. Um, I don't know how often they'll have open media sessions for camp. I forget how often Franklin does that. But it doesn't matter. We'll, the season will be here before we know it, and then we'll see what we need to see. And hopefully, again, that's, that's, that's us blowing out Purdue. Um, again, I appreciate the love. Um, keep an eye out for upcoming episodes, blogs, everything. Feedback, always, always appreciate it. I, I appreciate um, over the last couple of weeks getting the, getting the feedback that I have gotten to kind of make things better for you guys. Season's going to be here. Before you know it, keep an eye out for things. Always remember, we are.